Yes, we are live. On Sunday afternoon. It is not Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it is Monday morning. Eleven. Uh, it's almost 11 a.m. Monday morning. Driveline R&D podcast, research and drinks, episode Which... seven. Hopefully not messing up the audio today. What, you always audio messed up last time. I messed up the audio yesterday. We recorded this episode on Sunday yesterday. Completely butchered my audio. Um, but we should be good now. So we're recording this and we're still going to release it in one hour and 12 minutes. Mark it's my words. 11 a.m. And I got right. a trendy uh, Bloody Mary here. Yeah, for, for drinks today. Um, Caravan's it got is. a Bloody Mary. Good, good little Monday morning, you know, start to the workday drink, right? It's, yeah, it's uh, bloody marriage. You actually eat the parsley straight off the glass like this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Okay, there we go. This is this is good. This is a fire start. What is the? Um, what do you think? Like the alcohol percentage of that is? That bloody Fifteen. Mary? Fifteen. Dang. Mm-hmm. Uh, belly port is stiff. Wow. Okay, Lindley. What are you? What are you drinking? Five o'clock somewhere. So, figured it's time for a beer. Cosmic, cosmic waves. Silver, very, City, Silver City Brewing. Very, very impressive. Impressive. So, crack that open. Uh, Yo, Brady, you want me to save it's too big for you? Uh, that'd be that'd be great. Thank you. If you want to bring that back. Okay. Um, what is what is up? What is going on? Um, we are we're all in the same place, kind of. Not really. Back back home in Seattle, baby. Yes. Last time, last week, we were all in different states. Now we're in the same state, back in Washington. Um, I'm back home. Lindley's back home. Caravan's still here. Um, what uh, what's going on? What are we What are we doing? What's What's, well, what's you, cracking you with the last week? Let us know why why uh, why you're in Arizona or like why you're not no longer in Arizona and what we're thinking of doing. Oh yeah. Um, came back just because, uh, well, went down there with the mobile lab, hoping we could maybe set up some, some assessment work, do a couple things here and there. Um, if possible in terms of like, say there's a bunch of, uh, MILB throwers and, and major league throwers down there, no spring training. They're still looking to like get some work in, maybe, maybe get some biomechanics assessments. We could do that, especially if there's like any kind of travel bans, but then everything kind of like kept going and um players were basically being sent home season was not looking like it's gonna start up anytime soon so um yeah that all just got got kind of shut down figured it'd be best to head back home and uh get cracking on um you know trying to trying to make the driveline remote training experience you know even better than it already is and uh i think that's that's basically what we're all Kind of working on right now in R and D um, priorities shifting that way. Uh, Lindley, you still got you still got some R going on. Yeah, a little bit, some, but all mostly. But it's all kind of like even the research is geared towards eventually like bolstering online training, bolstering training because yeah, like, that's all we can do. Also, uh, last last podcast we said that we were keeping the gym open, and that changed within like twelve hours of that podcast being you know, recorded like immediately last Monday, we ended up having to uh, shut down the gym um, because of some uh, 
I think it's like Washington Health Organization regulations, like WHO or something. That's World Health Organizations, bro. No, no, no. The specific Washington one. There's another WHO? Yeah, there's there's multiple who's. You know, the you're, asking, you're asking <laughs> who the who is. Do you see that? Do you see that tweet? I saw it uh, copy and paste it all over Twitter, but uh, who let the dogs out? Yeah, They yeah, said yeah. something about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Lindley, it's not dogs. time to plug shitty memes. <laughs> no, dude. I laughed every time I saw it, man. That's good. Yeah, so the gym is uh the gym is now closed. Um we uh I mean worked out kind of well for for Caravan and I cuz we went and uh, picked up picked up some equipment for the for the home gym setup in the garage. Um pretty fire yeah. honestly. And I made a joke on the uh lost episode but the lost <clears throat> I will one. mention if anyone wants to drop in $10 drop in fees we got all all colors uh plyo ball, got a yes. bumper plate, some weights, so like I said, $10 drop-in fee. We'll keep it under 10 people as yeah. for regulations, but as to, we can get remote training by driveline, in-person training via yes. the West Seattle crib. Any updates on the sound complaints? Did you guys get any complaints yesterday? I don't know. I threw yesterday. I mean, did you hear anything while I was throwing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard, I heard shit. Was it loud? <laughs> is, it pretty, is it like... Yeah. It's, it was pretty loud. I was I'm like telling you, it sounds like, a, yeah. it sounds like a racquetball court whenever you throw the like, lighter balls. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so it was really, it was, it was really loud. I was just showering. I didn't care, but I don't know. If, that's uh, that's crazy though, because you're yeah. three floors up in the shower yeah. and hearing it. That's, yeah, I wonder if our neighbors are just like, what is that? They just come back and ask about our dog again. It's like we turned our garage into like a gun range. So loud in there. Got to got to do what we can. Yeah, so home gym setup is chilling. Uh, we're all like basically quarantined, self isolation. Uh, posted up, working from home, as per usual. For the seems, it seems like uh, the foreseeable future, the indefinite future, gets longer each time. It just feels like longer and longer away of getting out of this. Uh, I was just thinking another way. I feel like I'm been more optimistic this last week. Just, or at least specifically in Washington, because our yeah. cases, uh, yeah, our cases have slowed down so much compared to like New York and other places. Right. So um, daily you know, cases like, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, we're not talking about it as much in like Slack and stuff either, like yeah. creating new, new policies and everything to deal with it. So I feel maybe, like just because yeah. I'm not hearing about it as much, I'm feeling better about it. Maybe it just seems like this is like the new normal. And like, this is just how things are. Like, I haven't like, we're yeah. in such like a state of like change. And now we're just like, uh, we're kind of just going to be like coasting as is, you know, uh, like a thing that is doing that for me is like the R and D standup, like every morning at 10, just having like those quick meetings. It's just like, you know, those basically aren't new anymore. That's just, this is, this is R and D. This is how we do it. Um, kind of a thing. And we're just going, we're going off that. Um, anything, anything big in the, in the last week? Um, projects, updates, what we're working on, uh, what's kind of popping up here and there. Yeah. I, I think on our end, we talked about this a little bit off air, but it's pretty interesting because there's a lot more opportunity now. Like, I mean, essentially the company, we have way less operational tasks, like this doesn't apply as much R and D but that also applies to other third parties. So I think we're finding a lot of 
a lot of smaller tech-based companies are very interested in either potential partnerships or at least opening up the discussion. So we have a lot of interest flooding in like this, this, you know, this small company wants to do something with us, that kind of stuff. Uh, and we're just talking about it's, I mean, a, you can't say yes to everyone. B, we don't want to say yes to everyone. Is that, is that you, Brady? You talk, uh, you you pulled the rookiest podcast amateur mistake. Didn't you turn the sound on your phone? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, well, you better did, not know because I'm about to call you right now. Definitely we'll did, not, did not just get a text. That prank that prank uh, when you want to get your buddy in trouble in high school, you just like put their phone on loud and then call them in the middle of class. Apologize, I'm better, I'm better than that. Uh, very relatable. <laughs> very, very relatable interjection, Lindley. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did do that, though. Um, <laughs> but, oh, as I was saying, yeah, we we have a lot of like, interesting opportunities available um but it's also important to kind of like sift through what's either a helpful to us as a um company and to our clients and b what's you know what's like doable and what's like valid kind of because a lot of you know we we were yeah we were just talking about this like people will claim this improves performance this improves uh this lowers this discrete metric but without any like real backing. Mm-hmm. And I think like one of the easy examples and, and you, you've been more involved with uh, uh, like more promising integrations, Brady, so I can let you talk about it in a second. But I was gonna mention on my end, I had a phone call with a tech, um, with a smaller tech company, which is interesting. Like I'm, I think they have an interesting product. I don't know too much about it, but like one of my first questions was when they brought up, we were on a phone and they talk about this uh, product improving reaction timing. Uh, and I said, and they had pro clients, many baseball players. And I asked like, okay, well, so how, how have those pro players, like, have there been any, have you guys tracked any performance indicators? Right. And I mean, it didn't give me, I mean, I think the guy I was talking to said, do you have someone else kind of in charge of that? So I'm kind of going to follow up, but I think like the important thing to take away is there's got to be at least some sort of big picture of, why are you using that product? What's it going to do? Right, and right. If it's not doing it yet, like, is there a reason it's not doing it yet? Is it like a secondary indirect effect? Are you even trying to track it? Are you even trying to track like whatever the goal is linked to like product usage by your clients to see like what happens, you know, like right. at least have like the, the biggest thing is have an idea of looping back to, you know, base one. Okay. We use this product to do this. What does this do? This improves baseball players. What is it? Woba, batting average, like whatever it is. It doesn't have to be. That, that's that's, a, that's an easy service level example. But if it's not that, then what is it? Is it uh, ISO on uh, you know two strike pitches? Like you know what I mean? Like ha- yeah. have, a, have a sort of rationale that makes sense and link it back to your product, and then we can talk. Yeah, I think that there's kind of like um, you have like two. Uh, if, if you, if you wanted to, you could like split it into like two areas of products. You have one that's like these softwares, these technologies that claim that they can like make a player better or like improve their performance, whatever. Um, or you have this other one that just like measures or, or monitors things. Um, and like, doesn't necessarily need to have the claim of like making them better as long as it just like can reliably uh, measure something and then like leave it up to the like player or coach or whoever 
to kind of like determine uh what is better you know like a radar like a radar gun doesn't like inherently it's not a product that like makes you better it just measures ball velocity now with the knowledge of like accurately and reliably measuring ball velocity you can use that to improve but it's not like you buy a radar gun you automatically start throwing harder kind of a thing right and i think a lot of like companies in the the sports science like tech space will like take their product and try to just say like you buy this and use it and you will get better and that's like a lot harder of a claim especially when you're taking it like especially when it's really far away from like the actual task specific and sports specific movement like if it's measuring something in a like scenario that is so far outside of the realm of baseball it's tough to link that like specificity and think that it's actually going to carry over into like actual in-game performance yeah right even even in a training setting like going from like our gym and a training setting and then trying to take that into like an actual game um like identifying that carryover is going to be going to be really really what are some steps that like for uh for a potential like tech comp- baseball tech company that is hoping to improve performance or improve a skill in a in an athlete in baseball, for example, what are things that they like need to show to like make us confident that they uh, they are like doing what they're claiming? Kind of tough. Just throw me some money on Venmo, baby. <laughs> it's uh, I think that's like really tough. Um, I feel like they're typically just like really far removed from like the game and the training environment. And that can like tend to be their, you know, downfall. Um, like you can make this product that just like accurately measures something or does something. And that is like great. But then they try to go one step further and become like coaches, trainers, et cetera. And like, that's not what they're good at. You know, like they should, it'd probably be better if they left that up to the people that are good at that and then like let them use, use the product accordingly. And I think that's what happens a lot as is like people don't use the products and like technologies out there for what the engineers and like people that made the product think the usage is because they just like know more about that environment. And that's like totally okay. Um, like, I think that's like where we've found, you know, where, where driveline can really like establish ourselves is like, almost like the bridge the gap between like technology and player in terms of like understanding the data um integrating it implementing it like what to actually do with it kind of a thing and then just yeah so i was gonna say i feel like i feel like a lot of our most successful partnerships have been that way like they provide data and like a measurable to us and then we can kind of apply it to our program and then further to other like organizations whether that's college high school pro yeah, it's like they can understand that like we will do a better job than them in terms of like analytics and implementing it to like actually direct and improve performance. Um, and, and they're going to do a better job at producing the the hardware and the software and everything uh, around their tech. And like that is a that's a that's a good relationship. But if the technology was going to um, try to do that they just need a bunch of training data and like do a lot of research like what we do. And, um, even like research at the best level is going to be like really, really hard, you know, like, um, taking and splitting, uh, into like control groups, um, and like implementing the product (laughs) and then actually like measuring some, some performance indicators, uh, to follow. Oh, and and just, just bandwidth wise as well. Like if you're working 
spending all this time working on a product and developing it. And then you have to be totally okay with just like burning all of that time too. And it's just like not, just not coming out of the other side with like anything usable. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a problem with sparsity of uh, just like subjects with a new, with a new product, like you can do your best to recruit subjects that are like valid, but it's really tough to do that without already a substantial like backing by other, other people in the industry or by a good amount of data that you don't have because it's new. And so it's just like, you could sell it to these. And uh, what I feel like happens a lot is they'll, you'll get like a a team or an organization or or something to kind of like adopt it or say they adopt it so they can get it and like try it out maybe haphazardly. And then just like, it doesn't actually get tested, you know, like they can say that it's, it's, it's used here, it's used there, but may not necessarily be like actually getting like good quality, like uh, data and investigations going on through that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, well, actually, first off, two things. A, are we, are we worried about this? Uh, You guys seen this from me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, well, we can, um, let's, let's just restart the meeting right now and I'll keep it recording and I'll just clip this. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So the thing Sorry, I was uh, say, uh, brief, brief break there. Um, zoom, zoom calls, 40 minutes, max had to, had to restart the call. Oh, max on it. We're back No, <laughs> We're back. What's, uh, oh, what were what, you what saying? I was going to say, what I was going to say really, uh, quickly on kind of that note to wrap it up more. I was going to say, I think when I first started working for Trevline and in general, I had probably too high of or like i was like willing to accept whatever technology like spat back at me you know as like mm. the truth or like i i didn't i didn't right. spend too much time about like the beta testing and everything like how much things would change you know yeah. like obviously i'm familiar with bugs and everything like i worked at my old job i, I worked with my our software platform but like I, I was i figured like whatever they were telling us they were like really really confident in you know yeah i, I kind of made a assumption that they were experts and also devising the hardware that would that construction technology and the actual like baseball research landscape in which they were spinning out the numbers right which uh is definitely not always the case and i'd say almost always not the case yeah so i think like when we actually started like you know like having faith in our own knowledge and be like okay well the break on this pitch makes no sense like i, I don't i don't care what your technology is saying that's obviously like there's something there's probably, there might be an easy explanation it might be like you know one line of code but that clearly right. is not the case. And that, that's like something that you guys, you know, needs to like, that's valuable feedback we're giving to you and yep. that you guys can incorporate into changing your product. Yeah. And that just comes with like the experience of us just like have, having the ability to use the products in like the environment um, and, and like across a lot of people. Um, and I think that's another thing too, going back to what Lindley was saying with like, if you actually wanted to like do that kind of research, it's going to be like pretty tough. Um, from you're going to have like a lot of available athletes at like the youth high school level, maybe even the college level, but then to take take the stuff that like you're learning from them and like slap that onto uh, elite higher level players is going to be like really really tough. And it's the same reason why most research in like sports science uh, in America is done typically on like high school or like college aged people where it's just like that's what's available uh for the study you know at the time so that's that's gonna be like another another tough thing for them so i think like right now 
if you are <clears throat> one of those like technology companies or you're, you're entering the scene like that, I think, and you know, I think it's just like more personally valuable for us right now for a product or a technology to reach out. that can reliably measure something. Yeah. Um, I, I care way less about the claims of like, use this device and you'll, you know, gain bat speed below whatever it is. Like, I probably don't believe that. Um, maybe you have the research backing, but I would like seriously doubt it right now. Same goes for like anything else, like vision trainers, reaction trainers, like anything, all these products. I would much rather just have like, um, give me something that I can use to monitor and measure something and then like we feel confident in the way that we uh, develop and make players better and let us like continue to do that job and your product can like supplement what we already do kind of a thing on the on the front of like high school athletes first elite athletes things like that i think uh for me at least i would much rather have a well-designed study with like um a very robust analysis on high school athletes or youth athletes or like little, uh, like whatever college athletes, as long as it's like a good, uh, a good data set and like you right. analyze it uh, correctly and, and, uh, thoroughly rather, I'd rather have that than like a half-assed, like, Oh, we found these relationships between this pro, this pro players performance that used this product once Right. they made it to the big leagues. Yeah. Like their bat speed went up in 27, 2017, whatever. Yeah. Oh, they say 27 miles. <laughs> 27 miles. Yeah, I feel like it's either like they have some some piece of data that they like rely on, and then you find out it was like sample size of like 10 players, and they were all like 16 years old or whatever. Or it's like uh, some like uh, professional endorsement, you know, like some like mm -hmm. player has like made this product and is like, this is what I did. This is what I used. And then it's just like based on anecdote, but, but yeah. it has like some big name attached to it. And everyone's like, Oh, well, you know, must, must work kind of a thing. Um, yeah. yeah. And just, like, and on that, there. I was like, on that note, I think a uh, pretty relevant, especially like a relevantly, um, like a relevant statistical note when it comes to validation that we talked about previously for one of the products that, you know, that reached out is the idea of running mo like the multiple comparisons problem. So basically if you run like say a normal T test with an alpha of 0.05, right. so when a P value is under 0.05, you consider that like statistically significant. Mm -hmm. You think that's like too low to be random chance. Uh, although you, you're still making an assumption, right? Like they could still be random chance, but it's just like under a level enough that we're going to call it not random chance. But when you run so many tests, just by, just by random variability, there's bound to be a couple that do register as statistically significant. Right. So if you run like 70, 80 tests, like random, like again, by random variance, the expected values should be like three or four of them will pop up as under 0.05, but that doesn't mean they're actually significant. So most, uh, most like larger statistical comparisons will apply something called like a Bonferroni correction. And there's a bunch of variations like the home correction, whatever. Uh, where the more tests you have, the more rigorous the alpha level is. So each like test you take, like you kind of like apply based on what correction you're uh, using, apply like a, some sort of value to the denominator to like lower the alpha level. Mm -hmm. uh, because like I said, like when you're running that many, it's just like something's bound to happen. Right. And I think actually, actually uh, Bodhi posted a pretty funny 
yeah. um, image of this in our uh, research base camp. It mm-hmm. was like a comp. I mean, maybe we can throw it in on a, <clears throat> maybe we can throw it in for our tweet, but um, give, give him a, give, give him some credit. But yeah, it's like an image of like, it's like a comic book image of this dude coming to some guy saying like, oh yeah, jelly beans. He goes with like every single color. It's like black jelly beans do not correlate with uh, acne. Purple jelly beans do not correlate with acne. Go through like 20 colors. Like green jelly beans do correlate with acne. Yeah. Green jelly beans cause acne. Yeah. yeah, when, yeah. Like, with when only a 5% chance. Yeah. What? And then he says with only a 5% chance of, uh, yeah. of like random air. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, Loki, they do though. I stopped eating green jelly beans in my face. <laughs> <laughs> the complexion cleared up a bunch. Good. Good. Yeah. I think, I think, um, yeah, in general, it's just like so much more value right now, and just like, um, both both parties kind of just like doing what they do best, right? Like we uh, work well with players, and we develop players well, um, and like you made a like hardware and software and a product that like works uh, reliably, and then like you know um, you don't need to like try and take over the or like do the player development aspect of it, right? Because it's not like you're a tech company, you're just going to like create your own gym and facility and people are going to walk through the doors and then like use the product and train there. At the same time, then it takes a lot of, takes a lot of effort uh, and like rigor to get, make sure these, these products are are worth what they're saying and everything. It's pretty valuable to us. Like, I mean, I know Anthony is spending a lot of his time in, in a similar like project, I'm spending basically all my time on a project kind of validating and getting it to, to kind of augment our like training process. So it's like, even though we have to be careful about who we partner with and we have to be careful about like what um, kind of interpretation uh, we do with, with whatever like results come from whatever you, we're using from these partnerships, um, it's like very valuable to us because we can use it and to just improve continue to improve our program so yeah yeah no i uh i completely agree um like do you think uh right now um and i I mean i guess a lot of it is just because of the what's going on like with baseball getting canceled it makes sense that like all these uh, companies are kind of like reaching out um there's like a weird and we're trying to avoid this too you know we don't want to like deploy all these resources into um projects that like aren't going to matter after this kind of thing Um, yeah so i I wonder if there's like a you know some like products or technologies out there that are going to be like super valuable now and then like once this storm passes uh maybe it's not as much um yeah i I don't know stuff to yeah to tell i know that we're trying to like avoid that we don't want to sink a bunch of hours into just like solving a problem that exists only, for another only, month or yeah. two, you know? And then yeah. after that, it's like, well, that was, that's no longer sustainable or it doesn't even yeah. matter. Yeah, no, I think it's super relevant. I think that's also why we're trying to use the hours now available to work on things that will be valuable short-term and long-term. Right. Like I think one of the examples we're, we are working on that I'm working on with uh, probably mostly Jaggers is going to be, but putting together a large library of edgertronic footage and rhapsodal paired pitches, right. which is uh, right now we have about over a thousand paired clips, like really high quality edgertronic, everything's standardized. 
uh, released like over the shoulder, um, or sorry, uh, filmed over the shoulder, released kind of like centered in the shot mm-hmm. and paired with like Rhapsody 2.0 data. So we're going to like try to organize that, split out by folders, split out by profiles. Nice. Um, and then kind of like, I mean, I think it's open-ended kind of what we're, we're going to do with it. It hasn't been decided yet. Could be valuable content, could be valuable like things to send a remote trainees could just be valuable edu yeah for staff and you know players or coaches wanting to learn more but i mean there's just like a ton of stuff that i think always gets pushed to the uh you know back burner and honestly i mean for us it's still going to get pushed to back burner r&d wise like stuff always like there's always going to be stuff coming in and things you have to kind of prioritize and like not get to right away things like that but i think for uh, at least coaches and the more skilled trainers like now's the time to like kind of tackle all those things that did get pushed to the back burner because yeah. you don't have to worry about the operational things that obviously always take high priority. You have the game to win next day. You have to like run practice. You have to like set up a bullpen with this guy. But now again, you have, you have this time to tackle the things you always wanted to tackle. Yeah. I think there are going to be a lot of, lot of cool things that do end up coming out of this period just from, uh, so so many people just have so much time on their hands and there's like nothing going on. Bloody Mary cash, baby. From Bloody Mary down. It's not even 1130. It's not even it's, it's prime brunch it, time right now. Though. Getting it started, uh, getting it started early. Oh, and, and I might get a refill. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Two Bloody Marys, let's go. What a, what a start to the day. Get it, uh, uh, get it started right. Oh, I was going to say uh, two things we should also talk about potentially is we could, or I mean, just back from the last episode, the uh, Sabre, quick Sabre recap and, um, and the articles. I don't, okay. know, I don't know how we're doing on time. Uh, we're yeah, we're probably, probably like, like 35 in or 30 in. We're probably like 30 in. Yeah. Yeah. About 30 minutes in recording. Yeah. So we can keep going there. Um, yeah. What, uh, what do you got from Sabre? Yeah. So Sabre was, uh, Honestly, pretty hard to tell exactly how it went because I did it over Zoom. Didn't, didn't fly out of Sabre. <laughs> right. Uh, but they're, they're, they're pretty generous set up by Zoom. And also they stream. Um, yo, 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 never mind. Never mind. I'm the Bloody Mary. No, never mind. I'm the Bloody Mary. Yeah, easy, easy in the, yeah, easy in the yeah, background yeah. there. Um, but uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. No. So the yeah Sabre won well. Uh the oh damn it basically have notifications um get i got it, a quick refill i got a quick refill get it together man <laughs> get it together oh my god wait so saber so first off, first off I, I didn't i didn't manage okay dude you're coughing in the background every four minutes so, okay uh, um and we can cut that part out to prevent uh corona paranoia yeah, yeah. um but anyways so Saber was fine. I zoomed in to so basically the only reaction I could really tell was Scott Bush's reaction, mm-hmm. and I, I I didn't really get a vibe. I didn't really get a chance to like read through everything right before because we were we were watching, um, we were watching like uh, Trump's speech in the background where he declared a national emergency. The first so like, first address, yeah. What's up? The first address, right? That was yeah. it was Friday, right? It was like Friday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, around like yeah, around like noon, and 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 I was presenting at one forty-five, so it's like still going on. I'm still watching. I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta present. Yeah. So like, I I hopped in the Zoom meeting, and my my first opening joke, which I don't I don't know if it landed or not, because I can only hear like Scott Bush's reaction. Right. But I was like, yeah, all right, uh, gonna have to follow Trump. 
hopefully this goes well. And then I just like launched into it. And I think my pacing was a little bit off. I sped it up at the end because I ran five minutes over. didn't have time for questions. Nice. Uh, but the good news is the only reason I wanted to do Sabre in the first place was I managed to, at the end when I had like Lindley's name as acknowledgements because Lindley like hooked it up on some uh, edit. Um, but uh, I also got, I also got this feedback about Sabre from a, from a, uh... <laughs> wow. For those, uh, for those not watching, um, Caravan just put up a, a note card that said you, you were amazing and sexy. Yeah. Wow. I wonder. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so anyways, that, is that a damning, uh, uh, reaction to what you actually presented on? Oh, oh cause that had nothing to my presentation. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to do with, uh, nothing to do with saber related oh, things. Hold up, hold up like 20 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, yeah, no, and at the end I just mentioned like how I left my Twitter handle. I said, go follow me on Twitter. Definitely don't follow Kyle Lindley because I'm doing a Twitter contest with him. Got a solid laugh. And more importantly, got about 30 followers. And you got 30? I, I think so, yeah. Hey, I just I just checked. I just I just tallied up the uh, followers. I'm like like 120 away. You're like 380 away. So I, I think I got the followers hey, unlocked. Hey, keep snoozing though. Keep snoozing. Hey, it gets <laughs> real hard when you get close to 1,000. It gets real hard. Um. Oh, yeah, I got a couple of uh, coworkers done follow Lindley as well, at least temporarily. But uh, big. it's more it's more important. You just gotta commit yourself to like a dedicated um, unfollow Lindley smear campaign. That's, that's how <laughs> yeah. you'll give yourself. I, more I was time. personally DM each one of Lindley's followers to unfollow him. You don't want to. You don't want to listen to this guy. Trust me. You might be able yeah. to get all all okay, of dude. them except for one. You were Yo, read that out loud for the view, for the listeners. Uh, the card says you were amazing and sexy talking about swing adjustments. Um, That's right. That is, yeah. Interesting, interesting feedback. I wonder what person in the saber community uh, said that. It's crazy. Probably Dan. I think, I think that was from uh, Dan. I think, I think that was just a poll. I think that was from. Oh, it was a poll. Okay, yeah. You guys know if there's an update on the on the later the fall one, the fall saber seminar. Uh, the one that's like in, in Boston? Boston. Yeah, I don't know yet. Yeah, I mean everything's probably everything, everything's probably up in the air. I would feel like. Also, to, yeah. to be honest, uh, these bloody mirrors are hitting me pretty hard because oh, I, wow. I haven't I haven't eaten that much today. Oh man, that's good. It's a good thing you have a full full day of work in front of you too. I'm sure the, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the stuff you'll be churning out is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. This technology is validated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that looks good. That looks good. <laughs> That's fire. Um, okay, before before that second Bloody Mary hits you too hard, you wanna um throw out some some article recommendations? Articles, yeah. And yeah, and we were thinking we can make this kind of like a weekly theme, uh, recurring theme. Yeah, yeah. I got some pretty good feedback on the last ones we dropped. So we'll go ahead and drop three of them and then yeah, next week we can all come up with like one good one. Right. Uh and what we'll bring to the table. Uh this is a good mix of recent stuff and an oldie but goodie. But here's my here's my three articles for this week, and we'll link them in a tweet thread too. So first one, there's lots of physics to do now that Hawkeye is up and running by David Kagan, a hardball times piece. Very, uh, David Kagan, very recent, good. very recent, right? Yeah, last yeah, yeah. Weeks. A week ago, yeah. um, Kagan's like really good at explaining like simple physics when it comes to baseball. He's like written one of the better, like, you know, just mag, uh, like 
Magnus Force, just overall spin erection pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also very relevant because Hawkeye is going to be a thing whenever baseball starts again. So I, I think I think it's like a very good high level overview of what Hawkeye does and like the new features it kind of brings that most people aren't aware of. Second piece uh, dropped by Eric Jagers in our research base camp. It's called a little bit of a wordy title. Is the combination of different pitches and the absence of pitch type information influence timing control during batting in baseball? It's a research study. I think published yeah also a week ago. And I mean to condense it, it really is asking. Does do different pitch types elicit different like, you know, timing, uh, or do they influence timing? So okay. I think re- very very relevant to like questions that a lot of people have. And seems I haven't read a full paper. I've read the abstract, glossed over it a little bit, but seems like a very well formed study. Yeah. And I think yeah, like I said, pretty interesting. And then the third one, oldie but goodie. Uh, this one actually was talking with someone who. Works for TrackMan, who, who uh, listened to my separate presentation. And he asked me a couple of questions about the ways I ran things, like adjustments and everything. And I dropped him this article and you expressed, he was like, oh yeah, I love, like this one's this is one of the better pieces that has to do with like TrackMan errors. And it's, it's called um, Accounting for the Null Null Solution by Andrew Perpetua. Okay. And it just like brings up the ideas of, I mean, TrackMan specifically, or StatCast, I should say, had trouble tracking certain types of pitches or certain types of batted balls. For example, every certain like uh, whatever balls fell in a certain type of pop-up profile all got labeled the exact same E, V, and L, A combination. So there would be about like 50 pitches that had 60.2 E, V, and 50.6 L, A, when it's obviously not the case. The probability of 50 singular batted right. balls having the exact same combination of two continuous variables is like incredibly low. So those are just like, okay, those are obviously imputed by the system as a mm-hmm. formula. So you take those out, you know, or, or you don't take, you know, it depends what you want to do. But like the idea is it's really important to realize what the, what the system is actually tracking and what's actually just like, you know, filling in with their own autofill variables to smooth everything over. Yeah. 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 Okay. That, that's fire. Yeah. I think um, I'm down for next week and like coming episodes to to do that try to like we'll have that as like a pillar segment uh some sort of like article or or journal club-esque um you know review by one of us and we can we can talk about things along those lines super interesting this morning actually uh journal biomechanics or applied biomechanics uh just released another issue so there's a couple in there that i marked are oh, pretty nice. interesting so yeah hopefully hopefully next how next often week. do they release every few weeks i think i think this is the third of the year do you have it like as a as a fa- like how'd you how'd you find that are you subscribed i just yeah i just turned on notifications for that one of them i want to try to do that more because yeah uh i'd like to like stay stay more up with uh, no i'm in on that too i think i have a hard time like I have like five or six articles that, or five or six websites that I check out, but I always yeah. like don't check out consistently. Like I, I'd be yeah. in on having like a uh, email notification, notification every like two weeks or something. Yeah. That's, that's fire. Yeah. 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 No, that would be, that's a good, that's a good call. I feel like I get so many from like, uh, Rob Gray's Twitter at like after oh, yeah. every day. It's <laughs> just like, just go to his Twitter and just like, look at the last 30 tweets looking for, for fire articles or something. Pretty, pretty crazy. Um, okay, it's eleven thirty. 
I got to get this episode up in uh, 30 minutes. So um, I say I say we wrap it here. Uh, kind of a kind of a shorter one, 40 minutes. But um, yo yo, long enough for me to get smacked. It's true. Uh, hopefully, no no more audio issues. I think we should be good in the future uh, with this setup in the podcast. We'll have have some uh, journal or article segments here on out, doing things like that. Um, and yeah, uh, I guess we'll just like keep keep on during this, uh, you know, however long this lasts. Okay, well, we're gonna outro. We're gonna outro next time. We'll have a, We'll have a sna- snap. We line. We don't. We don't do outros. We, we just the music just starts playing soft, and then it's over. Soft intros, soft outros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's it.